Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. This week I'm talking about managing your team remotely with the very wonderful Sophie Edmund. Now Sophie is an expert in empowering your top talent in your organisation so that you can develop the leadership team. And on the podcast, we are talking about different aspects of managing teams remotely. So we cover things like communication, keeping in touch, your duty of care, being flexible, which also means being mindful of the different types of people in your team. And it includes a really top tip if people are struggling. But most importantly, we talk about being kinder and ensuring we have that human element to managing teams. Welcome back to Lessons for Leaders. Each week I'm bringing you the lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without the stress, doubt and overwhelm so that I help you to increase your performance, to be resilient and to thrive in life. I'm your host, Emma Langton, leadership coach, workplace trainer, helping you and your workforce to make an impact that you want in the world. Now, before I dive into this week's episode, I just want to remind you that during these very wonderful times of COVID-19 crisis, I'm still open and here to help and support you. I'm delivering all my coaching, webinars, training and workshops online and through video conferencing. Now, I've always done this. It's just that I did do some of the stuff in person as well. Um, so what I'm providing right now is done live if that's right for you, on webinars and Zoom meetings or pre-recorded so that you can share it with your teams or on your work intranet, depending on your needs. So do get in touch to discuss how this can work best for you. As ever, you can reach me at emma at emmalankton.com or go to my website, which is (laughs) emmalankton.com. There's information on there about the one-to-one coaching, the workplace training and support that I provide on resilience, change, communication and well-being. In addition, I'm also doing a survey at the moment to just gather some information about stress and performance in the workplace. So I would really appreciate it if you would go and grab the link in the show notes and complete that survey for me. Thank you. Let's get on with the topic of today's show. Managing teams remotely. How do we do this well? And what are some of the key factors that we have? Well, this is where I'm going to bring Sophie Edmund in. So Sophie, welcome to the show. Hi, it's great to be here, Emma. Thank you very much for for inviting me to come on. Oh, it's really great that you've joined me. So I asked you on because you've been doing some work with all of the lovely change of the coronavirus. You've been doing some work and done a webinar recently about managing teams remotely and and sort of what that looks like and, and what good in these particular times looks like. So Do you want to just kick off with kind of what is your number one um, priority on that for me? Okay, so the first one is around communication. 
So there's lots of different ways that as a manager, you can still maintain communication with your team. And one of the things that I suggest is around having a communication charter. And what we mean by that is around some agreeing some guidelines, some norms that when you are communicating with each other. So, for example, if it's over a Zoom call or a Skype, a group Skype team meeting that you agree some kind of way of communicating some guidelines. So only one person speaking, for example, or you put your hand up to have a to say something. And it's really important that everybody's involved in that. And so have that charter, agree that with the team. And of course, there's lots of other ways of communicating too. Brilliant. And I love that because I'm massive, as all my listeners will know, I'm huge on structure and boundaries. But that is such an important point that even when people are shifting to online, which is a platform that they might not be used to, it's really rubbish, isn't it? When even if you're there and you're trying to listen, then people are all talking over the top of each other. And what happens is nobody hears anything. Um, and but it also means that that some of the people that might not necessarily sort of speak up as much and and we will have them but they often have something really key to say they still Mm. get chance to be heard and that they still have that opportunity to add that value yeah I really really love that it's it's important isn't it absolutely absolutely and we also have to remember that we've got so many fantastic technological tools that are available to us so maybe setting up a team whatsapp group what you might even want to do is send some photos of your home setup um, see what that looks like and also it's about having a little bit of consideration for the different communication styles that we have so emma you touched upon the point that some people won't immediately speak up and they may have an intro it's like maybe slightly introverted or have an introverted way of working and what we mean by that is that they might not be able to get they like to get their energy from silence which of course is really challenging at the moment if you are working in a house full of people of varying ages and even for those people who are extroverted who like to get their energy from other people they might also struggle with the fact that they may be surrounded by people constantly and even for them it might be a little bit too much so having that communication and being mindful of others styles is really really key yeah that's so important i am i'm i'm well versed at working from home what i'm not well versed in is working from home when my husband's downstairs who is used to being in an office, he's used to having chit chat, he's used to having banter, you know, he's on conference calls, the, the, the radio's on at other times, he's really bouncy, and then I'm on recording podcasts, um, doing video calls or pieces of training over the internet with other people, in which case I have silence. Um, and so those two different aspects have been interesting to say. to say the least Um, and we've had to have discussions about them Um, so yeah it's 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 really important and and again I keep saying to people we need to communicate it's not just the communication guidelines but we need to be able to say I'm feeling like this I'm experiencing this and also that we need to be able to listen to people properly not just problem-solve we need to be able to reflect we need to be open to adjusting all of this to accommodate, don't we? 
Absolutely, absolutely. And as a line manager, you have a duty of care, whether it's in a in normal times, if I can use that phrase of when yeah. you do have that banter, when we're all in an office environment, when we're all chatting. And also now in these different circumstances where we have to work virtually. And that duty of care is really, really key. And one of the ways that you can do that is by having these group chats, group WhatsApps, but also as a line manager, reaching out and asking the question, what can I do for you? How can I best support you? So you can still have a one-to-one, but more of a checking in a duty of care rather than a, what have you done today? Where are you up to on project X? And having that compassion, that empathy with others is really, really key. And that'll, you're paying forward because your team members will value that, will remember that. So when this is over and we're back to whatever normal is, because that's going to change too, that your duty of care as a line manager and as a human being is there. So remember to have that duty of care. You know, and that's so important. I do have lots of conversations with people about um well being a curious leader actually and one of the things that I say an awful lot I went to a conference last year and had um the pleasure of sitting beside a captain from the army um a female captain from the army um and she was telling me about how even the British Army are changing the way that they communicate with people um, so that because you can no longer do the kind of, kind of command and control thing. Mm-hmm. And so I've obviously been quoting this an awful lot because it is very interesting. And it is it's it's interesting to know this in these times of change. But then, you know, with the whole coronavirus situation, that one of the things that I say to people about this being curious is um, to use different sort of sentence openers with the kind you know how can help me understand I'm wondering tell me more so that you are opening up the conversation because sometimes when we get into the what are you doing where are you up to how is that going people can often get quite defensive um, because they feel that they're accused of something um, and then they either you know, a, a, a snappy or a bit shouty. And as, as our stress levels are up with managing all the change and working in these different ways and having to, you know, do kids and, and, and all these different ways of working, stress levels are going to be higher. We need to recognise those. So we need to be careful about people snapping back um, or, you know, people being a bit more silent and use that you know, I think you're right. It's not just communication that we started with, but it is about a manager's duty of care to mm-hmm. check in, but check it not, yeah, not just checking on the on the progress and workload, but checking on them as a human being. Yeah, and that's a really, really big thing for me. And I think this is really gonna demonstrate when we look back at this, the fact that as a society, as a working world, we need to be kinder to each other. We need to have that more human element. And it even is around the fact that appreciating that with children at home of all ages, that the people in your teams will work, will have to work when they can. And what I mean by that is it might be that they log on at six or 6.30 in the morning before their children get up. It might be that they 
then have to log off and look after their children, help with schooling or, or whatever it is. They might log on again at lunchtime if, there's, if they've got younger ones, toddlers, but then have a nap. And it might be that in the afternoon, nothing happens. And it might be also that the work is done of an evening when it's quieter. So as a manager, be mindful that the nine to five won't necessarily exist anymore. Yes, you've got a business to run. Other organisations may also be functioning in the standard nine to five, but we are in, in times of where we have to be adaptable and we have to be flexible and remember that not everybody can do the nine to five office hours. So it's also about appreciating people will get work done when they can get work done. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of my, um, on one of my previous podcasts, what, you know, we talked about, you know, kind of getting into that, that work mindset where, you know, set up a, an area to work at home and obviously to get dressed. Um, but also when I worked in one of the, uh, a big national telecoms company, you know, they did do a massive program of people working from home. And what they found was that actually people were much more productive because they didn't take breaks. They didn't go to the to the you know to the communal kitchen to get their coffee and then stop and have a chat, um, or having a chat with somebody in the corridor when they were going to or from the loo or to and from a meeting room. So actually, there was some evidence that people were much much more productive in working from home, and we need to be mindful again about kind of boundaries and structure that they're going to need to be, as you say, flexible, mm. and. Um, yeah, people are going to be working at different times. So, uh, you know, as a manager, that their staff are not always going to be contactable, but also mindful, I think, that your manager's not always going to be contactable as well. Yes, absolutely. Because as managers, we've got our own lives, we've got our own um, responsibilities. We are experiencing challenges also. So it's it, when it goes back to the communication charter we spoke about at the beginning, set some boundaries and some guidelines that it might be that you check in maybe less frequently but you allow a time and you agree a time that you can do that but the key thing is that checking in and it might be that you set up a, a virtual water cooler chat or coffee chat or you all agree at 11 o'clock to all stop get on whatsapp or what, whatever it is and and have those chit chats um, we're all watching so much more television so many more netflix to have a conversation has anybody seen that make some recommendations or again if you feel that you need to recharge some way then maybe dance it out put a piece of music on i love listening to heart fm and history i love a dance so i have to dance it out um which is a really great thing so you can have a, a party so again sometimes it might be that you have somebody's baked some cakes you all stand around and eat some cake or something like that so it really is about doing things a little bit differently and realizing that you can't behave in the same way that you would do if you were all together people still need to have that social element um, and they also need to be comfortable that they're being constantly watched and monitored for what they're doing and to your point emma that you may find productivity does increase um, but it's also being respectful of, of, of that and also recognising and acknowledging and saying well done and praising people. And the key thing is listening, that if somebody says, I am struggling, that as a line manager, I use a phrase, you zip the lip, you just listen. 
use open questions. Once you've asked that question, how are you today? Zip the lip and let them speak. Listen, which is a really hard thing to do. Ask the next question based on what they've said and listen. And again, it's building up that trust because that is the other key thing is trust, trust, trust. Do you know why I absolutely love that? I love that. Zip the lip. Because what happens, you know, we get this in, in the counselling training, in coaching training, that people are often, and I talk about listening properly all the time, and it's on, it's, it's on one of my previous episodes that I can remember talking about, is that we listen to hear what somebody's saying. We don't listen and jump in with a problem solving or an action or a solution. We need to just listen. Um, and we're not listening with a, what's my next question going to be even. So I love that you zip the lip. Mm. That's fantastic. That the is fantastic. Other, the other thing I, can, I do as well is if you can just imagine is, is I actually do say zip the lip. And I also say you need to shut up. And, you also, and then I also do a, a sign of almost cutting my neck off yeah. when I'm in front of people. Because again, that's the thing to remember is that we have to be quiet. We have to listen. The other thing that I've also done before as well is put my hand over my mouth. So to stop me from talking. Um, and so it's really thinking about your own behavior as a line manager on how you can best support your team. And also there's nothing to say that as a line manager, you can't say to somebody in your team, I'm struggling, can I just talk to you? Um, because you never know, they, that person in your team might have an answer for you, they might have a solution, or the fact they are just listening. Because again, we expect our partners to listen, we expect our children to listen, which of course they don't. And so, <laughs> I'm a parent um, of teenagers, and so being able to listen and also be listened to is a really, really key thing in these times it's it's huge i know when the kids were really really little um and i used to ring my husband and say i just need to offload he's an analyst so you know he's always problem solving he's always looking for solutions and i almost had to train him if you like that sounds a bit harsh doesn't it but people that know me will be like yeah she did um, <laughs> um but i had to position it with i just need to offload um, and we did used to joke about, do you know what, as long as I've not got the, um, you can put the phone on the desk for me whilst I ramble on. Um, but as long as I've not got the the sound that's going, your call is important, I'll be with you soon. Um, you know, it's yeah. fine. I just need to offload. As a manager, like you say, though, joking aside with that duty of care, if somebody does say, I just need to offload, then yeah. Um, you know, zip the lip. We're not allowed to touch our faces anymore, so we can't put our hands over our mouths. No. Um, no however, that, yeah. <laughs> we get the gist. We get the gist. Um, <laughs> that's you know, that's really really important. There are going to be a lot, a lot of different attitudes to um, productivity. Mm -hmm. I think. So, what um, you know, what bits of information would you have as, for a manager in them managing? We might have covered them, to be fair, about the flexibility of working, but I think some managers are possibly going to have to change the way that they think about some of this. Would you agree? Yes, and and dare I say the old smart analogy, which I'm sure everybody yeah. is familiar with, but again, it might be that you have to have a conversation and you have to agree some smart objectives now what i mean by that is yes make it specific so agree with individuals agree with the team 
what it is they're going to be working on that week because I think daily everything is changing daily yeah think about it for that week be specific about what it is that people will be working on and again let them be creative let them maybe do things they wouldn't normally do because again that is a really good way of getting innovation um that that, and people need to fill their time so let them talk say i've had this idea um measurable again you can have it but realize that it might not be as measurable as it could be so for example if you were in a sales environment and said i expect everybody to to create x amount of sales this week then it relates to whether that's attainable achievable is it also realistic is it also relevant and again that time bound again you might have to be a little bit flexible around that but the key thing is agree with your team with the individuals objectives for that week check in with them see how it's going and also from a productivity perspective say to people it's okay to to dance it out it's okay to have some downtime go and read a book for 10 minutes maybe even do things like a book club or something like that amazon is still delivering kindles available audible books so maybe as a team agree a book to review who moved my cheese by spencer johnson is a fantastic book for now and again agree who who are the characters if you haven't read it it's not very thick it's a brilliant book around managing change um it's been that it's been huge hasn't it the the hill move my cheese i've seen it absolutely everywhere i mean (laughs) i can't remember the author's name but he's gonna you know he's he's gonna be like yay um it's probably the only one celebrating the coronavirus because but you're so right um and to look at books that are or our activities or things that you can do together as a team things that are going to kind of create those connections create those, some of those conversations that are also going to be learning and supportive yeah. but in very very different ways um yeah. it's still gonna you know a happy workforce is a more productive workforce we know that there's loads yeah. of stats on that it is just going to be that we need to find different ways to as you say to communicate to look after to be flexible to listen um and you know to keep our workforce managed and then to manage our teams to ensure that they are as happy as they can be in these challenging and adjusting times i think that's absolutely fantastic is there any final thing that you think you want to add for me it's about being mindful um, be mindful of who you've got in your team. Um, people are going to be struggling at some point around the mental health aspect. Mm. Not everybody, but for some people. And I think it will impact everybody. So be mindful, listen, and be flexible. Yeah, absolutely perfect. I've really enjoyed this chat. We're, we're absolutely on the same wavelength completely but even for me there's been some um you know some little wins and some light bulb moments for you know from having that conversation with you so again that's something that everybody else can learn from as well you know we we're always going to get good ideas yeah absolutely and and again i'm i know that as a result of these challenges that the workforce is going to develop it's going to improve because again we're having to we're having to be flexible we're having to listen and we're having to to, to change the way and not expect too much from our, our people. But no, it's been great. Thank you for inviting me to come on today, Emma. 
That's been fantastic. So just to uh, finally, if people want to find you, Sophie, where's the best place they can find you? So find me on LinkedIn. I hang out a lot on LinkedIn. It's a favourite platform of mine. So Sophie Edmund, E-D-M-O-N-D. So please connect with me. I also have my own website, sophieedmund.com. So please feel free to connect. And I look forward to supporting you and wishing you all the best. Thanks very much, Sophie. So as ever, I will put all the links in the show notes for how you can contact Sophie. Also, how you can contact me and... A quick reminder about completing that survey for me, if you wouldn't mind. And if you've got any questions about today's episode, I'd be happy to go through anything that you need to hear. Otherwise, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now. (laughs) 